We open the scriptures to Psalm 91. We'll read the entire psalm together and then focus our attention on verse 1. Let us hear the word of God in Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Our text will be just the first verse this morning. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, Psalm 91 is a spirit-inspired expression and confession of faith at its best. Written by a man who knew from experience the realities about which he speaks. The safety and the security, the peace and the comfort, which alone is found in God. And knowing him as your God and belonging to him and living consciously in his presence day by day, year by year. Who this man is, that the Spirit used to write this psalm, we don't know. We're not told. The likeliest possibility is that Moses wrote this psalm. And that is surmised from the fact that its theme and that its language and its overall tone is very similar to Psalm 90. Which is a psalm of Moses. And that would make sense. You think back on Moses' experience. Particularly his time in the wilderness with the people of Israel. And you can see 
how the content of this psalm was something he experienced and something that he lived. He was one who knew what it was to face all sorts of dangers and perils. Terrors by night, arrows that flew by day, pestilence, the snares of the fowler, and all of the rest spoken about in this psalm. And he was a man who knew the all-sufficient care and protection of the Most High. What it was to dwell in his secret place and to abide under his shadow. One old commentator referred to this psalm as a heavenly medicine for God's, pure, for God's people, and particularly a heavenly medicine for people burdened with fears. Fitting then for this morning, isn't it? Fitting as we look back on an old year, look ahead to a new year. An old year of pilgrimage in this trouble-filled world, and there were troubles Things that distressed us. Things that caused us grief, sorrow, and pain in the year gone by. And as we look ahead to a new year, in a world that is very unsettled, in every sphere of life, in society, in politics, in our nation, in the church, everything seems unsettled and unstable. Fear so easily gnaws at our hearts, gnaws the edges of our minds. Or maybe it it does more than gnaw. It, It fills us with dread. This word is for us. Looking back and looking ahead. Fear not, beloved. Fear not. No matter what you've gone through. No matter what the new year may bring. God. Reigns. And this God. This Jehovah. This most high. This almighty. Through Christ has given you. The reality. That this opening verse of the Psalms speaks about. A secret place to dwell in. And dwelling there, you abide under the shadow of your almighty, all-loving Father who rules all things and wisely and sovereignly directs all things for our eternal salvation. And His shadow Looms over the year to come. And under his shadow, we find rest and peace, joy even, and look forward to one more year of pilgrimage, which will bring us closer to the city which hath foundations. Let's enter into this verse and draw some of its depths out so that we may. Be strengthened in our faith and in our confidence and rest in our God this new year. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, that's our theme. We're first going to look at our secret place. 
what it is. Then we'll look at what it means to dwell there, and particularly the fact that dwelling there brings us perfect safety. Dwelling safely there. And then finally, especially with a view to the year that is before us, we will look at the fact that our lives are unchangeably under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91 begins with a beautiful and a powerful expression of faith. He, she, that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. That is a description of God's people as they live by faith in this world. That is a description of you and me, beloved. We are those that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Let's look at that idea. A secret place. When you think of a secret place, what comes to mind? Perhaps you children are thinking of a hideout. Perhaps you've built a fort in the basement of your home. And that's your hideout. A hideout is a place that you go to and other people don't know about. And that's part of the idea here. It's a place that we go to in order to hide. And escape certain things. For us adults, perhaps a hiding place is somewhere we go to get away from the hectic pace of modern life. To get away, even if for a couple of moments, get away from the stress of our responsibilities that weigh upon us. Perhaps that secret place for us has been... The solitude of the woods in November, going hunting and enjoying the sanctuary of creation in the quiet of God's creation. Or perhaps that secret place for us has been the workshop out back or the craft room or something else that we enjoy doing. We go there to escape for a moment the stress of life. That also is part of the idea of a secret place. Really, if you want to literally translate the Hebrew expression here, it's one word meaning a hiding place, such as a covert or a cleft in the rocks, a place where you go to hide, or a covering. And so the expression can also refer to an overshadowing roof or shelter. It's a place of protection, a place of safety, a place where your heart and mind is put at ease because the trouble and the harm and the danger that swirls around you in the world can't get you here. It can't reach you. It's a hiding place. And thus verse 2 describes it as a refuge, a fortress. And that example would have meant a lot to the people in the psalmist's day. Back in the ancient world where, unlike in our present modern America, where we have so much security from an earthly perspective, people didn't have that kind of security. War was such a common thing. Raids by enemy nations were a common thing. And people often lived in fear that soldiers would come over the hill and burn their village down and take them captive or kill them or rob them. And so a fortress was a very important thing to people back in the day. A stone fort with high walls that they could run to to escape the ravages of an enemy or the raids of an enemy. A fortress with stone walls. 
gates so that the enemy couldn't reach them and they were kept out of harm's way. That's the idea of this secret place here in the text. And now as we apply that to ourselves, every one of us feels the great need that we have for a secret place, a hiding place, a refuge, a covert, a shelter where we can go to escape. Things that frighten or threaten us. Or give reprieve so that we can have a moment's calm, peace. But we recognize we need a secret place far better than the sanctuary of the quiet woods or the workshop out back or the craft room or even just time with friends and family which we find relaxing. We need something far more because we're fallen sinners living in the midst of this dark world. We carry the burden of our sin and guilt. We need a covering that covers us and delivers us from the wrath of the Holy God. We need deliverance from death. Death, our great enemy that stalks us. That shadow of death that's ever looming over the human race, looming over us. We need a secret place, a hiding place that's like a storm shelter where we can go to get away from the storms of this life. Get away in the sense we find peace and calm even in the midst of that raging storm. We need a refuge where we may dwell safely, securely. We felt that in 2022, haven't we? Think about what you've gone through, what your family's gone through. Think of troubles in the churches. Think of troubles in our land. We feel that need for a refuge. And as we look ahead to 2023, not knowing what it's going to bring, we might ask the question, what snares are planted on my life's pathway? Will some noisome pestilence come upon me? What terrors wait in the dark that my eyes can't see? What arrow might fly at midday and strike me? What refuge do I have from all of these things? And that quickly impresses upon us, doesn't it? The utter insufficiency of every human refuge. Men have built strong stone castles with high walls, but not a single one of them has been unbreachable. No man can provide a refuge that truly and fully guarantees protection from all the things that would frighten us or harm us. There's no government leader. There's no church figure. There's no plan or movement of men that is going to provide the safety and security that we feel such a desperate need to have in this tumultuous world. Man, and that which man makes and devises, cannot be our secret place. Going ahead in the Psalms to Psalm 146, verses 3 and 4, we have it put so clearly for us. Verses 3 and 4 of Psalm 146. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. There is no help in man. Why? The psalmist goes on. His breath goeth forth. He returneth to his earth. 
Man is a creature of the dust. His life is but a vapor. His strength mist like the fog that arises in the morning and is quickly dispelled by the rays of the rising sun. He returneth so swiftly to his earth. And then verse 4 ends, In that day his thoughts perish. All of the grand ideas of man, all of his great movements, all of his great efforts to make man secure in this world, to give man a good life, to create prosperity, to eradicate evil, all of his thoughts, all of his plans, all of his efforts, they perish with him. He is a creature of the dust, and he quickly goes back to his earth, and all of his grand ideas and ideals return to the dust with him. There is no true help in man. Even at his strongest, even the youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall, the prophet Isaiah says. And thus, this text means so much to us, doesn't it? Because where does it point us? Up, up. It, it tears our eyes off of all of the things down here that we fear. And it tears our eyes off of all of the things down here that we might be tempted to trust in or look to to deliver us from the things that we fear. And it lifts our heads and it directs our eyes to the Most High. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. There is the Christian's secret place. There is the believer's hiding place. The hiding place of the Most High. That is the refuge in the fortress that comes from him, that is given to us by him, that is of him. It is the one and only, truly safe place for us God's people. And unfailingly so. Now to see this, Let's narrow our focus and answer the question, what really is this secret place now? The secret place of the Most High. We've seen how every secret place, every hiding place that man may produce for himself will fail him. There is no help in man. But there is the secret place of the Most High, which is our refuge and which is our fortress and which is our habitation. What exactly is it? And the answer to that question is that it's not so much a place, though that's the figurative language that the text uses. It's not some physical place that God may spirit us off to. It's not some bunker somewhere. But it's a person. It's the person of God himself. Or to be theologically precise, the person's Of the triune God himself. It is his gracious presence. 
And that's where the idea of a place and of space comes in. It is God's gracious presence with us, his people. God with us. That is our secret place in which we find safety, rest, and peace for our hearts, souls, minds, and bodies in the midst of this world full of all of the evils that this psalm describes. God with us. That the secret place of the Most High is the Most High Himself with us is clear from this psalm. Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. The idea is not merely that God gives us something to be that refuge and fortress, but He Himself is our refuge, our fortress, our hiding place. And this comes out and has added layers of meaning in other psalms. For example, Psalm 31 verse 20. And in Psalm 31 verse 20, God's secret place is directly identified as His presence with us. Psalm 31 verse 20 The psalmist says confidently, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. God's presence, Him being with us, is our fortress. Another psalm, Psalm 27, verse 5. And this brings out Something else that's very beautiful and rich that we're going to take a moment to look at. It connects God's secret place with the tabernacle. And particularly the innermost part of the tabernacle, the most holy place. Psalm 27 verse 5, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Now think about what that means. In Old Testament terms. The secret place of the Lord in the Old Testament. The secret place of the Most High was that most holy place. The innermost sanctuary of the temple that only the high priest could enter once a year on the great day of atonement. That small room that was behind the veil. And you remember what was in that most holy place. In the secret place of Jehovah. There was the Ark of the Covenant. And on the Ark of the Covenant as its lid was the mercy seat. That receptacle where the high priest would put the blood of atonement. Which signified that God accepted his people Israel. And received them into his fellowship only on the basis of the shed blood of the Lamb of God. The promised Messiah who was to come. And overshadowing the mercy seat were those two cherubim with their outspread wings. And that most holy place in the Old Testament signified God's special, covenantal, gracious, protective presence with his people. That was the safety of Israel. God with them. God in the midst of them. God 
graciously watching, covering, sheltering, saving his people, Israel. Now you connect that here. Our secret place, our hiding place, our refuge, you can say, is in the embrace of God our Father, in His most holy place, in His presence. Not just the presence of His providence, but the presence of His covenantal love and His grace and His mercy that the Bible everywhere speaks about. His love, His grace, and His mercy that's at the beating heart of the gospel. The presence of the God who reconciles us to Himself through the blood of the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ. Just as the mercy seat was at the center of that secret place, the most holy place in the Old Testament tabernacle, at the center of our secret place, at the center of God's covenant presence with us is Jesus Christ, who is Emmanuel, God with us. The Son of the Highest came down from heaven to save His people from their sins. And Remember that secret place here also means covering. He is our covering. He is our shelter. He gives us the most needed covering. With His blood, He covers us. And He averts the just wrath of the Holy One in which we otherwise would have and otherwise should have perished. He covers us with His righteousness so that we are accepted in the sight of God. Not because of works of righteousness that we have done, but because of works of righteousness that the Christ has done. Our sins are covered, blotted out, and we are robed in the righteousness of this Christ, accepted by God and brought into the innermost recesses of His covenant fellowship, of His love, of His mercy, and that is our secret place. That's our shelter. That's our refuge. Far better than any hideout we can make. Far better than the sanctuary of the woods in November. Far better than that place in our house that we retreat to to get away from the stress for a little while. Far better than any refuge man can make or produce of himself. God himself. In the fullness of his love, mercy, and grace to us in Jesus Christ. Believer. That's your hiding place. That's what got you through last year. Through the good times and the bad. Through prosperity, through adversity. By God's grace, you dwelled in the secret place of the Most High. And looking ahead to 2023... And seeing nothing because we can't see the future. And we don't know what lies ahead. Regardless of what happens. We have this secret place. A secret place of the most high. Perfect refuge. 
seeing what the secret place is that the text sets before us, let's now look for a moment at what it means to dwell there. Dwelling safely there. Here we want to see that this wonderful hiding place that is God himself in Jesus Christ and his gracious presence with us, that this secret place is the one and only refuge that gives us perfect safety, protection, security, peace, no matter what we face in this world. The secret place of the Most High is not just opened to us. It's not just available to us. It's not even this, that we are able on occasion to resort to this secret place of the Most High. The text says something more and says something far more wonderful. He that dwelleth, present tense, continuously, ongoing, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. That's us, beloved. That's what God has done for us. He's not merely given us a fortress, like back in the day, that we can go to on occasion when we really need it, but most of our life we spend out here. He's given us a secret place to dwell in. Through Emmanuel, our Savior, Christ Jesus, God with us. God draws near to us and is always with us. And God draws us near to Him so that we are always with Him. He is our God. We are His people. He is our shepherd. We are the people of of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. And the good shepherd never leaves his sheep. The good shepherd is always with his sheep, in and among the sheep. And we are with him, dwelling. And that's such a rich word in the Bible. Dwell is one of the verbs of the covenant. It describes the covenant in action. It describes the essence of the covenant. It describes what it is to belong to Jesus Christ and to have God as your God and to be his child. You dwell together. You live together. You abide with one another. We don't simply come in and out of God's presence. We live in His presence. That's the idea. That most holy place. It's our permanent residence now. Because of Christ. Before Christ, there was that veil that blocked entry into the most holy place. And that testified to the people of Israel, the sinner cannot approach the holy God or stand in the presence of the holy God without the blood of the mediator. But you remember what happened right after after Christ commended his spirit to the Father and gave up the ghost. That veil in the temple was rent in twain, exposing it to the eyes of all. And that signified that the holy place was now open because Jesus Christ is our access unto God. He is the new and living way behind the veil. But it's not just that he gives us access. He brings us in. He draws us through the veil so that we live with him behind the veil. That most holy place is our dwelling place. 
our permanent residence, our hiding place. Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, as John 1 tells us, eternally dwelt in the bosom of the Father. As our Emmanuel draws us as close as is possible for a creature to the bosom of the Father. There we dwell and abide. Unlike the fortresses of this world, our refuge is with us wherever we go. It's not merely a place that we resort to, but our refuge is always with us and goes with us everywhere we go. Our secret place is a secret place we can never escape because it is our God. It is our Christ who is God with us. You think upon that and what that means. You see, you see what the psalmist sees. You feel what the psalmist felt. Did you know in the depths of your heart the truth of this text? I am safe. I am secure. Therefore, I can have peace, that true inner peace and joy that nothing can take away from me because by grace I dwell, dwell, I live in the secret place of the Most High, in the gracious presence of my God and Father. And that is the all-sufficient hiding place. Now we think about those names that God ascribes to himself in the first couple verses of the psalm. Highest, Almighty, Lord in all capitals, meaning Jehovah, the unchanging and eternally faithful covenant God. Those are the names of your secret place, beloved. And the attributes that those names reveal are the characteristics of your refuge. The attributes of God are the stones that make up the fortress in which you hide and in which you find refuge. The highest. God is the highest. He is the supremely exalted one. He is the all-glorious one. He is high and lifted up above all. He is the almighty. To him belongs all power. He can do anything according to his good and perfect will. And he always accomplishes his purposes. Every fortress man has built Its walls have been scaled or breached. But your fortress is the highest one. Nothing can ever scale the walls of your secret place. The presence of the Most High. The walls of your fortress can never be breached. By man, by demon, by Satan himself. For what can breach the almighty power Of God. The fortresses that men build. They fall apart and rot. Your fortress. Is named Jehovah. 
I am that I am. Unchanging, eternal. He never goes away. He never breaks down. He never wears out. He never leaves. He never forsakes. He never fails. When you hide in him, when you confide in him, and when you reside in him, you have perfect safety. secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty, in the faithfulness of the I am that I am, safe from every storm. Apply this now to old years and new years once again. Soon we're going to sing, God our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. As you rehearse in your mind events in your life last year, can you see the truth of this text? In what you've gone through, and perhaps The hardest of hardships, death, painful trouble in family, church, other afflictions. Yet you're here. You've been preserved. You may still be struggling. That's the Christian life in the midst of this world. But you've been upheld. By this God, your secret place, who never fails, who never forsakes. He has gotten you through 2022, now to the threshold of 2023. And the secret place of the Most High will be there for you this year too. Everywhere you go, in everything that happens, with you. Again, we don't know what the future holds. Can't know. But knowing this is enough. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we look at 2023, we stare 2023 in the face and all of the unknowns that 2023 brings and we say verse 2 as well, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. And we put our feet forward on the next year of our pilgrim's path with the peace that passeth all understanding. The text began with a powerful and a beautiful figure, and the text ends with another one. Abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, under His shadow. What the second figure in the text especially sets before us is our experience. Experience. 
the experience of the child of God as he dwells in the secret place of the Most High. This is his lived experience day by day that he abides under the shadow of the Almighty. When we think about that, that's striking because often in the Bible, a shadow is something menacing, something threatening, something frightening, something that indicates impending evil or lurking danger. If we think of a shadow in the scripture, likely the first verse that comes to our minds is Psalm 23 verse 4. The valley of the shadow of death. And that's a very frightful thing. Death looms over man like a shadow, impending doom. But shadow in the scripture is also a figure for safety and protection and the experience of that safety and protection that comes from God alone. Think back on some of the imagery we've already looked at in the text. Remember, in the most holy place, the ark was overshadowed by the wings of those two cherubim statues. Picturing the overshadowing and protective presence of God. And that's a common figure in the Bible. The figure of a mother bird who shelters her chicks beneath her outspread wings. And her outspread wings cast a shadow over those chicks. But it's not a scary shadow. It's not a frightening or a threatening shadow. But it's a shadow that puts them at ease and puts them at rest because they're protected. They're safe under those wings. The psalm itself Uses that figure in verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. Another passage in the Psalms that says much the same thing is Psalm 17, verse 8. Where the psalmist prays to the Lord, keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. And so this is an added element to connect with the secret place, our refuge, our fortress that we have, which is God himself and his his gracious presence. Just as in the most holy place of the temple, there was that shadow of the wings of the cherubim. So too for us, as we dwell, as we live our earthly lives in the secret place of the Most High, dwelling in the gracious presence of our God, who is always with us through Emmanuel, we abide, live, lodge beneath the shadow of the Almighty. A shadow which would would have been the most terrifying shadow you could ever experience apart from Christ. Because apart from Christ, the shadow of the Almighty is the shadow of coming judgment. But with Emmanuel, our covering, our hiding place, His shed blood that has washed away our sins. With the shadow of His cross over us. The shadow of the Almighty becomes the shadow of Almighty and everywhere present protection. God 
for us is like that mother bird. Picture an eagle in its strength, its wings stretched out over the nest. We are those chicks in the nest. It doesn't matter how big of a snowstorm is raging outside. It doesn't matter what other sorts of predatory birds are circling overhead. We're safe in that nest under the shadow of those wings. And that shadow, that shade, is an ever-present reminder, confirmation. Those wings and the safety they bring. And that gives us a beautiful final application for the new year. Beloved, you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. His shadow looms over you. And where his shadow is, he is. Just as a little child when frightened, might run into the shadow of father or mother and wrap his or her arms around father and mother and feel safe in father or mother's shadow, in their strong, looming presence, so too we flee to our God, who is our secret place. And in his shadow, we have comfort and peace. And the shadow of the Almighty is the shadow that casts itself over the entire year ahead. You can't get out from under this shadow. It's always there over you as you walk through the year ahead. You abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Are there shadows that cast themselves in your mind? Looming fears that overshadow your heart. See this shadow. Shadow that displaces and dispels every other shadow. The looming shadow of the Almighty who is your shade so that the sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The shadow of the Almighty that is your shield from the terrors that walk at night and the arrow that flieth by daylight. The shadow of the Almighty is over you. Will never leave you. Come what may. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Faithful God and Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the comforting word of this psalm. So that as we cross the threshold of another year and face all of the unknowns that it may bring, we do so with peace. We do so with confidence. Our trust is in Thee. Thou art the God who is ever with us with us through Jesus Christ. Thou art our God and Father who shelters us beneath thy wings and keeps us in the protection of thy almighty shadow. Father, knit this word into our hearts 
so that it may strengthen us to go forward with peace and with joy. Fearing not, because we belong to thee, and there is nothing that can ever pluck us from thy hand. In mercy hear us, for Jesus' sake. Amen.